When you do a podcast, you've got to have a song where someone sings the title. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? The world is kind of scary when things don't go the right way. So listen to this podcast and it will probably be okay. Probably no guarantees. Hello and welcome to What Could Go Wrong, the best slash worst thing that could ever happen to Warriors. I'm Jeff from Happy Valley. I'm joined by Chrissy, veteran escapee, survivor of Murderville, Idaho. Hey. Also, there's Jeremiah, who clawed his way out of his hometown, the Coffin, California. That's me. No matter how bad you think things are, these two think they could get worse. So I was doing some home improvement over the weekend, and I noticed that there's lots of different knobs and doohickeys that you can have on a variety of things. I thought, might we talk about them? Because, you know, there's options, they're always interesting, and everything can only go right with knobs. Stovetops. They got lots of knobs. Gotta clean them. Gotta adjust them. Gotta make sure that they're, uh, turning the right piece. Pretty useful. Yeah, and they're right at a really good height for small children to be able to grab them and move them, and then just wander off, thus leaving your stovetop on and able to burn down your home. So, you know, they're at a real convenient height for kid shenanigans. I've noticed that some newer stoves put the dials way up on the uh, top of the stove so that if you're a child, you have to climb over the hot burners in order to manipulate the dials. And I'm not sure that 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 was planned out by everyone. Maybe yeah. stoves just shouldn't have dials. Yeah, I, I feel like that wasn't a, a great move. Because now, I mean, if if your kid is, say, you know, trying to make you an omelet, and they get the stove on, and then they try to get it off, but they have to crawl over the now-hot stove to get it off, then you've got burned knees, and possibly palms, and that's really sad. Got an omelet, though, so... I mean, it sounds like yeah. an up for you. <laughs> Silver linings. I mean, I guess you could just get the kids like a little reacher doohickey. Like one of the little, uh, looks like a dinosaur, but you pull the trigger and the mouth opens up and down. You know, that'd be a good reach toy to manipulate those dials when they're making you an omelet. Yeah, and, you know, then that plastic can get nice and hot over the stove and get those nice cancery chemicals in your omelet. So. Mm, non-stick frying pans. They make for the tastiest omelets. And the tastiest cancer. No. At least if it tastes good, right? Office temperature. It always feels like no matter what you do, someone is going to adjust that little knob and it's it's always going to be a different temp. One of the amazing things about office temperature controls is sometimes there are multiple zones in one office, so you can set one zone of the office at one temperature and another zone of the office at a different temperature, much like those fancy cars that have zone heating or whatever. And sometimes that works out great, and the office was designed that way, and everyone's happy. However, sometimes the office will have multiple thermostats but only one zone of heat or cool so the two multiple thermostats will make the office equipment 
heat or cool in opposition to each other. So if someone sets the heat of like, oh, I'm too cold, I want it to be 70. And somebody else says, oh, I'm way too hot, I'm going to set the heat to 60. Then the heating and cooling will fight each other, trying to get it to 70 or 60, and just use up all of the energy and make really big bills, and then no one's happy. Do you just hear chanting in the background? Something like, two HVAC enter, one HVAC leave. It's Thunderdome, but... Yep. <laughs> thermostat dome. Yep. Thermostat and dome. Thermostat dome. And one quarter, we have the gas meter. <laughs> gas meter, gas meter. And the other corner, the electric stove. Electric stove! Fight! <laughs> Do you guys ever find that in every office there seems to be the one person that's just like the, like it's, you know, they can't, they don't believe in small adjustments, so it'll be slightly too warm, and they just, like, turn the AC on in the middle of winter, and then it'll mm-hmm. be, like, slightly too cool, and so all of a sudden they jack it up to, like, 106, but there's no middle ground, so you're either sweltering or freezing. I always feel like it's usually freezing, though, because usually it's somebody that's just like, it's too warm in here, and they just turn it all the way to the AC. It's like negative seven outside but the ac is on now i gotta crank it yeah this is why i actually don't even mess with like office heating systems just i'm always cold i know this about myself so i wear like long johns and i wear like seven layers and a jacket and then i have a heated blanket and i keep like a little heater like personal heater on my desk and i just do that all the time so i don't have to mess with the office heaters as the office person that gets too warm i really appreciate your efforts there chrissy because you can always put on more clothes or blankets and stuff to get warmer i cannot remove enough clothes to get cool in an office environment Uh, there is there is an upper bound on what i can remove and have it and not go to jail And and not go to jail, right? At, at some point, I mean, even if we take jail out of the equation, I can once I have taken off all of my clothes, I cannot then take off more clothes to get cooler. It's That's true. Have you considered the, an ice vest? An ice vest? Mm-hmm. Like for for work? Go, like you know, it's like uh, you get like it's um, you know those cooling packs that you can like put on your forehead. Well, you get that, but you just lace them all together in a vest. You put that on under your coat, you know, cools you down real good, starts to warm up, you toss in the freezer for a little while, pull it back out, ice fast. I have multiple times worn cooling neckerchiefs to to work in the hopes that by having a breeze flow over the evaporative cooling mechanism on my neck, I would be cooled down. Mostly I just get a wet neck and sadness. Have you considered swamp coolers? Like, just like a personal... Because I see videos for those sometimes on the YouTube where, like, people make personal swamp coolers out of buckets and, like, dry ice. So, have you considered that? My... The office that I formerly worked in was a combination of a... uh, A cubicle farm and an open office in this kind of unholy matrimony 
of corporate efficiency with giant quotation marks around all of those words. And as such, there isn't really personal space that I myself get to enjoy or control or really in any way participate in. Gotcha, gotcha. And that's unfortunate. So swamp coolers, while I have had them for use on a house, were, were very effective in doing their job there. I'm sure they would work great at my desk if I was not, um, you know, a wage slave. Right. Talking about swamps, what about the bath tap? Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. I just have bad experiences with accidentally clicking, like, twisting the wrong one and thinking you're going to put your hand under, like, some nice cool water and instead being scalded. So we'll let Jeremiah go with this. So the knobs on the showers and the stuff like that, they're, I don't know, I feel like maybe I just complained about this on the regular. I don't know if we've talked about it before. That there are very many different designs of shower knobs or bath knobs or temperature controls. So guessing right on the first try, if you're approaching a new one and having them work properly is fraught with issues. It just isn't guaranteed to do its thing. That disappoints me. At least it's a simple system in which you can do. In theory. Yeah, the worst that can happen is I burn myself or freeze myself. And honestly, physical pain is the normality of my existence. So why should that change? Just because I want a shower or a bath. Headphone volume adjustments. Those can be sensitive. Yeah. And sometimes surprising. I, um... I've noticed that I have... Like basically every app that re- that has some sort of sound output on my phone outputs sound at a different volume. So if I have my volume set at a certain thing and click into one app, it might be fine. And then I'll click into another and people are screaming at me and then I'll click into another and I can barely hear them. Like levels are real. And when you're dealing with headphones, they can be very jarring and, you know, possibly destructive when they're not equal chrissy why do you keep people in your apps where else would i keep them uh so headphones jeremiah i use them my current headphones are very comfortable but the volume knob has uh three settings uh the lower half of the dial is too quiet the 50 to 51% is an okay volume. And then 51% to 100% is too loud and I, I hurt my ears. So there's this tiny, tiny range where I have an acceptable volume to my ears. And if I brush it wrong, it will slide out of that zone and into somewhere else that is either painful or I don't know that it's been turned down. So somebody might say something to me. Or I might get a notification that is sound-based, and I I will have no idea. Have you considered using Craggle? What's Craggle? The Craggle lets you freeze things in place and make sure that, you know, they don't move or change. Uh, 
No, I have not. I will research this and perhaps discuss it in a future episode. If you use that on a puppy, will they just stay a puppy? I mean, by scientific methodology used in previous experiments, yes. Interesting. Reading lights. Those are fun to adjust. The reading lights have adjustments? I think they have reading and I can't see anything to read. Those are the two settings. Well, nowadays they come with multiple LEDs and you can just keep clicking to illuminate more of them. That's amazing. Do you have a gentler light or a bright light? I haven't purchased a reading light in decades. <laughs> and basically the reading light I had was just a pen light that clipped to my book. So it was just one, it was off or pen light. Those were my options. And so I didn't realize that we had entered this world of adjustable reading lights. Now I can tell you that this could be a problem for a child such as myself who was trying to read in secret without being caught after bedtime. Oh, oh yep. Yeah, because like if you accidentally get that light too bright, your parents see the LED under your under your door. Who boy, I yeah. Could have caused some real problems for little kid me. My my reading lights as a kid when I was working on not getting caught reading because, geez, who, who punishes kids for reading too much, uh, was a regular flashlight that I put my fingers over the end to modify how much was coming through uh, the light. So turning it into like a thieves lantern, but over the top of the flashlight end. And then my it would make the fingers that were blocking the light glow like the E.T.'s finger. Mm-hmm. And that always weirded me out. So there was this weird alien hand holding a light under the blanket. And that it still kind of disturbs me when I think about it. Yeah, kids these days, they have, you know, such amazing technology. But also, like, I feel like they're way more likely to get caught reading after lights out. So, I don't know. Maybe... Not so cool living in the future, is it, kids? With your fancy stuff and your adjustment knobs. And your tumblers. I think it would be fascinating not to be blind because of how much I read as a child with poor light. Oh, I don't think that contributed to my lack of good vision at all. <laughs> Although I do need glasses now. Oh, sure, me too. But yeah. I've needed glasses my whole life. So, oh. you know, I don't it's think it true. was the lack of light. I like to have it be a reason and not just genetics, but hey, <laughs> you do what you can. I think that's all the time we have for tonight. Chrissy and Jeremiah, please give our audience your fond farewells. Have a good week, everybody. Adjust things carefully. Give it some thought. And if you don't adjust things carefully, you know... You do you. They're knobs. They're replaceable. Life is short. Just yank that thing around all the way. Take it to 11 and a half. Show 11 what for and just keep going. Don't stop at arbitrary arbitrariness. Take it up to arbitrary arbitrary arbitrariness. Right. Be careful when you're yanking things around, folks. Don't want to get hurt. Have a good night. Thanks for listening.